Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to L.O. Governor, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hello the Podcast. I'm up Dylan with me as always is Tom. How you doing, Tom? Um, yeah, I'm doing right, thank you. Um, yeah, bi- biggest news we're going to open up with is Ricardo Me- Medina Jr., also known as the also known as the Red Power Ranger from Wild Wild Force. He got recent he got in trouble recently for killing his. Allegedly killing his roommate with a sword. Yep. Um. What happened was we were what 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 was it? Um. They got into an argument. Police reports say that they got into an argument. It got physical, and then he called nine one one, and his friend was found stabbed with a sword. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of really hard to look at this guy and and say he didn't do it cuz you know, they were, you know, they were, you know, roommate no one else was in there. They are it got physical and he stabbed him with a fucking sword, you know, allegedly. Well, I really can't I don't know if I can really say allegedly cuz you know, no one else was in the fucking room. Yeah. Well, um, during um, during the reports, um, basically, um, I tried to do my best here to sum it up. Um, it's basically he's been accused of stabbing his roommate Josh. I think that's his name, Josh. Yeah, Josh and Stutton. I think it's Stutton. Um, had forced his way into um, his bedroom where Miller and his girlfriend were during the altercation Saturday afternoon. Miller then allegedly stabbed Sutton once in the abdomen with, with a sword and kept and he kept next to the door. Miller called nine one one at the night at three thirty and the detective viewed him and they apparently he had done the princess. He now have bail in jail with one million one million USA dollars for bail. It's just kind of those things where you you read this type of story and you're like, wow, is this what happens when to actors who can't find work anymore? Yeah. And to be fair, like it's kind of interesting because again, for those that don't don't know, uh, Power Rangers Wild Force, the cast fucking hated each other. They fucking could not stand each other. And now I kind of kind of I now I kind of see why. <laughs> I mean, what what was it? I think it was like Power Morphicon 2012, where they tried to have a panel with all the cast members of Wild Force, and none of them wanted to be together. I didn't. In the same room. Yeah, and didn't the Time Rangers panel let like the White Rain, the woman that played the White Ranger, join them? Because they yeah. felt sorry for her. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's how bad the fucking people hated each other. And I'm kind of interesting. It's it's interesting that he came back to do like Samurai because I thought he was kind of done because I remember him saying that he hated the fucking experience working on Wild Force. Well, again, like you said, people need the work and people need the money. <laughs> and yeah, the last thing he did was Power Rangers. Ironically, 
like his career started out in Power Rangers and it ended with Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, again, he's he's still a young guy, so you know he's only thirty-seven years old. So it, it's just. I understand it's a cutthroat business. I understand no, not a lot of people make it into the business. You either, you know, make it or break it. But Jesus Christ, like some of the stuff these people do, is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of these things. It's it's just like it's kind of hard to believe how how someone of his you know, someone like him has fallen so hard to this state, you know? Because I know, like you said, the Power Ranger curse, like, not many people after it get much work. I think I can only think of, like, a handful who did work afterwards. I know Amy Jo Johnson's done well for herself afterwards. I know um, the woman who was the Yellow Galaxy Power Ranger has found quite a bit of work afterwards as well, and there's a few others as well, but like I said, a large majority of them don't get other work in other places. Well, and uh, who could forget the biggest success story, Jason David Frank? He's like the biggest yeah. success story out of all of them. Yeah. He's still running, he's still running on the Power Ranger hype though, but still, he, he he's done the most well off coming out of that franchise, you know? And he's the only one who. Came, I mean, he's the only one who I think came back, and I and I didn't have a problem with him coming back, and he because he didn't look like shit. No, he, he's everyone not, else just looked like everyone just looked old. Yeah. You know, he he's not ashamed of be doing that sort of work. You know, because a lot of them who've done Power Rangers are like, oh, that's like beneath me, sort of thing. You know. <laughs> I mean, the only t- the only time you see these guys is at cons. That's it. And and Johnny Young Bosch, he went on to do, like, voice acting. Yeah, he really enjoyed that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's still a very prominent voice actor. Yeah. And and again, but he doesn't really talk about his uh, Power Rangers stuff, because he, he, even, he even said, like, in a couple interviews, like, he did not like the way that some of the show was handled. Like, they would put him in a, with a guy who was really green and didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And it oh kind of, God. like, <laughs> kind of pissed him off. <laughs> like, some random kid who would just be, like, in one episode, and the kid did not know what he was fucking doing, and he's like, Jesus Christ, I have to work with this fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, I don't know. It's, just, it's it's so funny, like listening to to all these stories. But again, Power Rangers curse. I mean, not a lot of these guys find work after yeah. after Power Rangers, and the you only think, time you ever see them in the media is in at conventions. Well, again, because I've met uh, the people who played Bulk and Skull, um, Paul and Jason, and I don't feel so bad about this. Um, I think it's. Jason, the guy that plays Skull, um, he went off to be a university professor, and he teaches yeah. drama at, on a university level in America. <laughs> and I saw him at the London Comic Con, um, London, London Film and Comic Con at um, London back during last summer. That's back in 2014. kind of weird that a college professor would like show up at it um he, he, it's quite funny because we did we did we did ask him this he went oh because you do drama and everything like that, do you get recognized for the power rangers stuff and he went yeah all the time <laughs> i'm pretty sure that one question he gets is why did you leave because <laughs> he because he kind of left midway through yeah I think towards the end of the original series. Well, that's the reason why he left during Galaxy. Well, the start yeah. of Galaxy because he wanted to go off and get his um, he wanted to get his masters and everything like that in teaching. And 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 I'm always like I'm always going to be I'm always one of those guys who's going to who always cringes at when like a show brings in old guys who who were like, "Hey, you remember those guys from the 90s and all that stuff and 
and I, and I remember they brought back Bulk. Um, yeah. In Samurai, and he looked like shit. Yeah. When I actually mm. met him, he had, he had a full beard. <laughs> he was really ba- he was bald during during the during all those episodes, and then they put him again with uh, Skull's son. I know the guy who plays some... Skull. I'm getting Jason, the guy who plays Skull. He did turn up in the last episode. Yeah, but like they put him in, put him with this guy who was basically just doing a fucking impression of of Jason, and it was just like it was just not working. Yeah. It was it was just one of those things that, um, like I said, it's it's the Power Rangers curse. They do, you know they don't. Most actors don't find work after Power Rangers because that's sadly all the only work that they can get, and you know. It is what it is. And they end up doing stupid shit after the show is done. So, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. On to our next bit of news. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about this the last episode because like, when, when we stopped recording, Tom told me about this, but apparently there's a Naruto musical. Yeah, there is, unfortunately. And I'm trying to just process, like, how the fuck can you make a musical out of Naruto? I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> I'm trying to process, like, how, how you can take, like, a fucking 600-episode anime and try to condense it into, a, like, a three-hour act. Yeah. Well, of course. Well, apparently it's going to go from the very first volume all the way up to the volume that ends with the Shinin Trials. Jesus Christ. So they're going to cover all that in one musical. How are they going to do that? Because again, musicals are like a three-act structure and usually they're like three hours long and I don't know, are they going to skip most of the filler? Because yeah, Naruto I think it's just going to follow the filler. cool manga. That one. It's going to go follow the cool manga. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if so they try to, because if they try to follow the anime, it's just gonna, they're just gonna end up doing like a fucking five-hour act, and it's all gonna be fucking filler. Yeah. Again, I have not watched an episode of Naruto, but I hear like the biggest complaint is that it's, it's way way too filler-oriented. Yeah. And again, I'm kind of one of those guys who's very indifferent about Naruto. So I don't really give a shit about it either way, but I just find it funny that uh, Japan is Japan is crazy about musicals now. Like they they have like a what was it? Death Note musical and and a Sailor Moon musical and all this other shit and I'm like, "Wow, what's the point?" Like, yeah, like, it, that does a lot of musicals. Again, it seems to be the popular it thing at the moment in Japan. It's like adapting stuff into musicals. They've done it to Sailor Moon. Yeah. Sailor Moon is, out of all of them I've heard of, Sailor Moon is, is the most logical one to to understand to be turning musical, you know? Because it's sort of halfway there being theater-esque, you know? With its camp value and all that sort of stuff, but... Naruto, Death Note, Bleach. <laughs> you know? It's kind of... Ugh. Oh my god, they actually made a Bleach. I think they uh, did, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> why? <laughs> what's the... What's the point? Um, I don't know, just to make money. I I'm, I I don't understand like what's the fucking point of doing this like doing doing stuff like Bleach and Naruto stuff that should not be in musical format like because they're fucking way too serious that's the thing like they're way too fucking serious in the content and it, you can't really make a fucking musical out of that I know. Plus, they're really long. Like, they're 600 or so episodes. How do you... Like I said, my biggest complaint is, like, it's they're, like, 600 or so episodes, each dealing with a different arc. How are you going to condense that into a three-act structure? 
I don't know. There's women they're gonna have to cut a lot, lot of stuff out. Yeah. It, even the costumes, like you showed me pictures of them, and and they looked photoshopped to hell. Because if you take, because if you take out the 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 Photoshop effects that they did for those promo shots, they look kind of shit. To be I quite know, honest. Yeah, I mean they look very rubbery and plastically, you know. Like they would, they, again visually they look good. But it just looks like they can fall apart very easily. They look like they were cheaply made. It's kind of like what was it? They, it's kind of like they paid a couple of cosplayers to to design the costumes. <laughs> Not that's... even that. Not even that. They saw pictures of cosplayers and thought, okay, we need <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, because let's be honest. If you got a half decent cosplayer that can make something a little bit better than this. Oh, dude, I've seen people make fucking Mass Effect 3 armor, for God's sakes. Yeah, Halo armor. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, people make proper one-by-one one Halo armors, as well as Master Mass Effect armor and all sorts, you know, Pyramid Head. list goes on, you know? You know, I mean, it's just... I just find it kind of weird that, that this is what seems to be popular in Japan right now, and either that or just rebooting animes... Yep. It's actually kind of weird at the moment. And speaking of reboot anime, you know Dragon Ball C, um, the new film coming out? Oh, God. <laughs> um, that's going to be the first ever 3D IMAX Japan film. Really? Yeah, basically it's going to be their first exclusively made. Basically, it's going to be their first film ever to be... The films have been translated to IMAX. Um... IMAX before, but because it's going to be apparently, allegedly, it's going to be the first time in 3D. That's kind of weird. Like, I kind of figured that they would that they would capitalize on the 3D market way before this, to be quite honest. Well, because they did put, um, they did put back the gods in, you know, the theaters in, in the IMAX screens, but they didn't translate into 3D, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, and they're just trying to capitalize on it now because I think because how well that film done, they were willing to take a risk and get this film to be made to be made in full 3D screens as well. Well, IMAX 3D screens. How long, how long do you think it, it'll be before we get, like, a entire new series of Dragon Ball? Because you know it's coming. Give it... Um, this If this film does well... Give it, it one will. more film. Give it one more film. And then if that film, if they get three in a row, guarantee you will more than likely get a new season on television, maybe. That's also including, like, merchandising, book sales, or whatever linked to it, pick up in sales as well, you know? Because it's really selling, like, hot... I mean, I know the Blu-rays that Funimation releases uh, have been selling really well, so... You never know. You just have to wait. <laughs> because they still got... Um, I think they're still waiting to import um, the Margin Boo Kai saga over to America still. They can also they can just keep that fucking saga, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm curious to see what they've done, what they've done with it. Because cause that Margin Boo saga was, struggle, was, uh, was a struggle to get through. And, and what's sad, it's like it's it's one of the few arcs that's, that doesn't have that much filler in it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. That was awful. That was the point where I just fucking despised watching this show, and I just constantly kept asking myself, why am I watching this? Because cause there was no point. There was no fucking point of me just sitting there watching this shit. And, and I'm sorry, but... I understand the joke. I understand that yeah. he was fat, he was a fat piece of shit and he was the most powerful being in the universe and he was a child. I understand the joke. I I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was dumb. I felt that it was a joke that that um that uh, overstated well overstated its welcome and then halfway into the arc he becomes a serious villain and I'm like, "No, you don't do that." You don't fucking do that. You don't yeah. introduce a joke villain character 
have him be played for laughs for like the first half of the season and then have him turn into the main bad guy. Yeah, that's know. the problem. I think they were going to try to take a different approach with it. That's what, that's what I said about um, Battle of the Gods, is that um, the whole thing with Lord Bills, when they introduced him, the God of Destruction, I thought, when I saw him, the one thing popped in my mind when I saw him, I thought, he should have been Margin Boo. That character should have been what Margin Boo should have been, you know, and that sort of moaning title called, like, childful, but vengeful with a mean demeanor, you know? Yeah. And that's why Bill worked. Me the way I saw him, I thought this is, this should have been Margin Boo. You know, because the character and the personality works. With Margin Boo, he just play play for shit and giggle, and then Super Boo was okay. But then they got the Kid Boo, and then Kid Boo just sort of just lost me on. <sighs> yeah, fuck fuck that arc. That arc just ruined the entire yeah. series for me. To yeah. me, the, to the to me, the true ending of Dragon Ball Z is the at the end of the Cell Saga. That's it. Nothing yeah. came after that. Nothing came after that. That was a good way to end it off. Because that was the whole point. The whole point was, you know, Gohan finally becoming like his dad, and that was it. After that, fuck everything else that happened after that. I don't care. But yeah, and also, how long do we, before we get a fucking Dragon Ball musical? <laughs> God, that'd be fucking awkward. Um, we 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 did joke about that on the anime podcast, so I'm just waiting. But we basically said if there's ever a Dragon Ball C musical, we think it might be like Spider-Man: Ten of the Dark. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> with music with music by Bono. <laughs> yeah, and the Edge. God, the only thing I've seen of Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark is the Green Goblin song, and that was just goddamn awful. That was just shit. God, why does everyone think that was a good idea? Like, why? What's the fucking point? Spider-Man musical, yeah. They'll put people in seats. The only thing is that it's a good idea on paper, but the execution was just horrible. <laughs> and it didn't help that it got a load of people in who knew nothing about the product, knew nothing about what Spider-Man was, and based everything off the Sam... The, what was it, like, the first three Sam Raimi films? And that was it. And then in, they show it. No, None of the critics liked it. And then they had no money left over to rebuy anything, so they had to use what they had got from the musical thing, you know? Like I said, the only thing I've seen was the video of the um, Green Goblin song on YouTube, and that was just yeah. god-awful. Well, the apparently original plot synopsis is that um, apparently the original thing, he defeats the Green Goblin within the first act. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. He beats him, so it's like... And then when the second act starts, he's like in this dream world sort of delusion sort of thing, like he's some sort of hypnosis sort of thing, where basically he's batting his inner self and batting like a giant queen spider. That's the reason why they got that weird bit where that woman come down in the giant spider, spider suit. Wow. <laughs> David Lynch's Spider-Man sounds so good on paper, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> This is David Lynch. Did Lynch write this? Because this sounds like a Lynch thing. Could be worse. It could be James Cameron. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> For those who never know, um, I think it's up online. You can find the script. Um, James Cameron wrote a Spider-Man script. It's one of the worst things I ever re 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 read from a Spider-Man script. Yeah, it reads like a, it, 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 it. The whole thing just felt like an anti-bullying propaganda. But the message being, if you get bullied in school, just get superpowers and beat up your bullies. Yeah, become yeah, a bigger even. bully. Yeah, become <laughs> even. And it, what was it like? The Flash, Flash Thompson becomes like the comedian or something like that, or some weird shit like that. Go, I know the comedian. That was awful. I don't. I don't know. Like I. Jesus Christ, Cameron, he was going through a rough period at some point, because this, 
it really reads like a revenge fan fiction, to be quite honest. I'm yeah. not joking. Like, someone must have bullied him in school, and he got pissed off, and he wrote this, because it's really disturbing. And, like, you read this, you're like, oh my god, a fucking serial killer wrote this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that was apparently was meant to be one of his very early drafts of the script, so you don't know how much rework need. Well, obviously they needed a, quite a bit of rework, but the thing was that I give credit for some of the scripts that come out from this sort of thing, that being on bail in the futures and stuff like that. Um, I will say this much about it. Um, at least it was like a story that you could follow, you know? From start to finish. Unlike some scripts that is like all over the place and got unclosed endings and misjunk stories, chunks and everything like that, you know? Well, I haven't really read a lot of scripts for unfinished movies, to be quite honest. I read a few, like, um, Josh Whedon's um, Wonder Woman wasn't too great. Um, the original Justice League film they wanted to get made as well, wanted to get made a few years ago, um, was very rough in edges. And there are scripts I really like that I wish that they made into a movie. I, I think one of the best scripts I read that they should have made into a movie was Kevin Smith's uh, Superman script. Oh, God. Um, the one Tim Burton was meant to direct. Yeah. Because <laughs> his original draft like that he posted up was really good. It got the character. really... Yeah, it was really, really good. I think this was like the best thing he had ever written, to yeah. be quite honest. But then Tim Burton put his hands in it and wanted to change a lot of stuff of it, and yeah, then that's when the giant spider came from. No, no, I, mean, I, I love it. Like, Smith wrote the script, he's like, okay, here's your script, and then Tim Burton comes in, he's like, well, I got my own people who write my own script, so no. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's fucking hilarious. That someone spent, like, Smith spent hours, like, sitting on his ass writing the script, maybe days, nights, like, writing the script and going into detail and trying to to figure out a plot to, for, to, for for Superman to fight Doomsday and work in Brainiac some, somewhere. And then Tim Burton just comes in and he's like, I got my own people to write this. <laughs> yeah. So when Opsy Turby there, and then, and then they went as far as like getting was it uh, Nicholas Cage in his Superman outfit? Superman outfit looked like a glow in the dark light show effect. Um, and then a load of weird shit happened. You know? <laughs> oh God. And that's why Tim Burton should never direct a superhero movie that isn't Batman. Well, speaking of superhero films that should never be made, um, the Fantastic Four new film had finally teaser finally came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Um, it's interesting. It looks like it's ripping off every single other film that's came out over the last year and a half, last two years. Oh God, I. Thank God, because I, I think, like, I wasn't the only one who watched this, and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting a real Interstellar vibe from this trailer. Yeah, same here. I don't know how I feel about it, to be quite honest. I mean, it could have been worse, I guess, but I don't know. It's trying to go for, like, very science fiction-ish, you know? Yeah, I mean, I listened to the commentary, and I kind of agree with the director. I kind of want to see more science in science fiction movies, because we don't get that, but... It's a superhero film, yeah. though. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. And I do and I do like the fact that, yeah, he gave them, like, the, the prototype suits to, for them to control their powers. I thought that was a really cool idea, but... I don't know, just, I'm not feeling this. Like, it's not, it doesn't look terrible, but I'm just not feeling this. Yeah, it feels very bizarre, doesn't it? Yeah. I think this film is just going to bomb. 
really, really badly. It's going to bomb. No one's going to understand it. People are going to get confused. It's not going to. Ha- it, people will expect him for superhero. Well, 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 to be honest, like Fantastic Four is just one of those franchises that's just that Fox just needs to get rid of because no one wants it. No one gives a shit about these characters. Yeah. No one cares. Well, I think the only people that does care about it is Marvel, but then Marvel. I even think we all know. Even in the we, comics, we all they don't give a shit about them. Yeah, I know because their comics never fucking sell. And also, let's be fair, they were trying to bury the characters ever since the whole scandal incident they knew about with the director with the film. The only character who ever who ever actually has a fucking lead part in the comics now, well, two characters is Doom and Richards, and that's it. Yeah, and the the thing is, it's just you know. Because they got the whole shit happened behind the backstage with the politics and also the director turning up, like drunk, all stoned off his ass on set and everything like that, and that just didn't help, you know. I, I just think it's one of those things that Fantastic Four is just a really tough sell to sell to people because it's a family dynamic, and none of the movies that they made ever captured that family dynamic. None of them. Yeah, I just... I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, the last film did a better job. God, and no, even no, even the film didn't. that's never been released, quote-unquote, never been released, quote-unquote, um, the first one, you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, Corman's classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, even that caught the look of the characters better than this film did. We, I mean, I, I mean, it's not... Much. Much. It didn't show off much. The teaser. I mean, it's not the look that I care about. It's just like the dynamic is just not there in these fucking movies. Yeah. Like the the, the cast, just every cast that they've done with these fucking movies, they have no chemistry. So I don't. And if you and if your main cast doesn't have chemistry, then I'm not going to get sold on it. Yeah, the thing. I'll be honest. I'll give. Okay, I'll give this trailer some credit. I mean, the the thing looks at least better than the piece of shit that we got from 2005. So, you know, I'll give you that, but that's not saying much. Yeah. Yeah, it just... I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot that can be done, but it's not being done. And it just it, it's obvious as if... I mean, I applaud, it, I applaud it for trying something different, but at the same time, you're not really trying something different. You're just trying to ape Nolan's style again, because... Fucking hell... I'm, I'm seriously getting tired of these fucking movies always aping the Nolan style. I'm, I'm seriously getting tired of this shit. Well, again, it's just like a lot of people want to pick up on that bandwagon, but I think what what the people seem to forget about these superhero films at the moment is that that's not working anymore. Look over what Marvel's doing. Each film, yeah, sure, it's still serious in tone, but it knows how much to be serious when not to be serious, when to laugh at itself and not take itself too seriously, and also still being faithful to the source material by the visual looks and presence and everything like that, you know? Yeah, sure, there's some liberties that have been taken with the films, like the complete changing of characters and settings and stories in some aspect, but sometimes they do that for the better to, you know, to adapt it into film context, you know? I mean, I'll be honest, not all their movies are great, but at least they're fucking, there's effort put into them. Well, again, it's like, like I said, it's like two films I don't like for Marvel is um, Iron Man 2 and um, For the Dark, Dark Soul. Like, I'm not a huge fan of them. And in Iron Man, I'm okay, Iron Man 3, I'm okay with, but I still have problems with that film. In some places, I think I think the problem with the with these movies is that I mean, like I said, I mean, say what you will about them, believe me, there are a lot you can say about them, but at least they're trying their own thing. Like they're trying to not make these movies be like the same. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're it's trying just, something. That's what I mean with the Marvel films. Yes, you can say they are the same, but you can also argue that they're different in every single film because when you watch one of their films. They're different in tone, they're different in story, and there's different in different aspects, you know? I think, to me, one of the best the best examples that Guardians has taught me as a moviegoer is that you can do an origin story 
and in in like I don't know ten twenty minutes, and then fine, you can go. Yeah, basically, you introduce all the characters, you explain who they are, and you just get on with the story. Because I'm getting tired of a, a superhero origin story. I, I really am. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to sit through another fucking origin story. Well, I this don't is what care. I mean. It's just, yeah, because it's like, I mean, the only person we get origins to is um, Star-Lord in Guardian of the Galaxy, you know? He's really the only one you really get, you know, context with, you know? Yeah, because I get... Because I was, I was like, okay, origin... I, I was because I was really scared of that going into that movie because I'm like oh it's gonna be if it's gonna be an origin story it's gonna really fucking hurt the movie but once they introduce Star Lord or once they introduce the universe then then they just get going and that's yeah. what I liked about it yeah because it's like what was it like five minutes on Earth and then quickly bang modern day him on a planet and you introduce the whole world and that's it yeah and that's what made it so different I love the fact that it try it didn't try to be the fucking Avengers. I love yeah. the fact that it didn't stay in one fucking location. Thank you. Thank you for that, because I'm getting tired of all this shit taking place in one city. I really yeah. am. But again, it's like when you look at Iron Man, was it free? That didn't really take place in New York. Um, that took more place in Los Angeles, is the best way to put it. Yeah, but I'm tired of just a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of- oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you mean, yeah. Well, for the Dark Soul did try... You know, not to be that, you know? Well, but the problem is, here's the thing. Asgard in the movies ain't that interesting. No, that's... It really isn't. No. It's kind what of... I did, but what I liked with James Gunn is that he made you explore all these different worlds, all these different environments in that movie. Yeah. Like you got the prison, you got the, the giant head, you got... What was it? The spaceships, you got you know outer space, you got all this shit. Like and and any other movie that any other movie that tried to, to do this kind of stuff would have tried to be hectic, but it but Guardians just made it work for some odd reason. It kept everything. It made it felt big, but kept everything contained. You know. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, I mean, I, I have my problems with it, and, and by no means is it a 9 or 10, but I wanted to see more of these characters, because yeah. James Gunn made me fucking give a shit about Star-Lord as a character. And like, god damn it. And, 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 and you know what's amazing? Yeah. They actually made me come out of that movie and say, you know what, Dave Bautista can fucking act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can actually put some back. And that acts off a talking raccoon as well. He was awesome as Drax. Drax was my favorite character. He was just great. Yeah. I fucking love he, Drax. Drax, ty- um, Dave Bautista, uh, who played Drax, um, his comical timing was quite good. You know? No, I liked it because you yeah. see he's this big guy and like, oh, he's going to be the big dumb guy, but he's a straight man. And yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like my, I think my I think my favorite line in that film when Star Lord's coming back from from was it the the jail jail prison um, space station and um, he's basically listening to you like pina coladas and he's flying back to the spaceship and Drax it back in where brilliant they say what do you go back for and he just hands him the tape recorder just looked at it and he just said he's an idiot you're you are an imbecile <laughs> you are an imbecile yeah and that just made me laugh. Uh, nothing gets over my head. That's yeah. my reflexes with me too. <laughs> that was it, yeah. What was the other one that made me laugh? I think the other line that made me laugh was from Star Lord when they say, if we had a, if we had a glow light in here, it'd be like a Jackson Pollock painting in there. Uh, I think my favorite part was when they're discussing their plans and he's like, oh, Drax is like, oh, sorry, you were talking, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good as well. And then also when they all stand up around the circle and uh, Rocket's like, right, we're all standing. We're all a bunch of arseholes. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you know, and, and the reason I really liked it better than the other... Mo- I think I like it better than the Avengers because the cast had chemistry. Something which I felt that the Avengers really didn't have towards the end. Like, they yeah. had it at the beginning, but then they lost it towards the end. Okay. 
Because it felt like during that final fight scene, it just kind of went all over the place. And you know. Well, let's be honest. It's not as bad, nowhere near as bad. At least it was actually enjoyable, unlike one film I would like to point out, which was half an hour of just constant fights, and that was um, Transformers um, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. <laughs> See? <laughs> that was pointless fighting. Half an hour, non-stop. Oh, oh what was it? Thor's 2's climax, where it was just pointless fighting against Loki and a bunch of fucking troll characters or some shit. I don't fucking yeah. remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. God, what were we talking about? I got sidetracked again. Fuck. Um, we were talking about... Um, we seemed to went into... Okay. Okay. Fantastic Four trailer, yeah, I did, yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't look interesting, is what I'm trying to say. It's gonna bomb horribly, and then Fox are just gonna lose the rights. It's it's gonna yeah. bomb. So it's, it's it's one of those things where once I saw the trailer, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna bomb horribly. Like you're really trying to you're really gonna compete with Avengers two? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yep. So anyway, what else? Uh, noble combat. No, we talked oh, about yeah, that. Um, Did we talk um, about that? No, 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 we didn't. Um, okay. Anyway, so new Mortal Combat news. We got uh, two more character reveals, right? Uh, what was it? Not right in. Uh, Aramak and Reptile. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, they're Aramak and Reptile. <laughs> I really don't... Um, if you play if you play Mortal Kombat 9, not much has changed, I think, with those two characters, like, in terms of their play styles. I haven't really noticed anything different with the, with the stuff that they showed us in those trailers. I don't know. I could be mistaken, but... I know Ermac has a new combo where he, he freezes the guy up in the air and then, you know, jumps in and goes into a combo. I think that that's really cool, but other than that, I don't I didn't think I noticed anything different about his um, moveset. Well, Ermac does have the Spider-Man gloves, as you you did point yeah. out today. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> they look like, um, well, they're glowing green in the image I saw them in, and, um, yeah, um, they look like the symbiote gloves. You know, when it's Spider Man Three, the film. <laughs> so yeah, um, interesting design choice. I'm I'm really liking the design choices for this game because I because they're trying to, at least to make these these characters look different as opposed to just being like one fucking palette swap like you know the old days. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I really like Reptile's design. I think Reptile's design is probably my favorite so far. Yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's like an upgrade version of um, his MK9 look, like the yeah. mask, but they can give it more of a shell look, you know, like armor. Yeah, looks badass. Love it. <laughs> but I think the weirdest one has to be Katana. I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing, Katana? <laughs> yeah. Sort of how it goes. Also, I, I know I wasn't a fan of. I, I think I said this last time we talked about this, but I, I said I know I, I I know I said I wasn't a fan of Scorpion's look in in the in uh, in the new game, but after like reading the comics, I kind of understand why. Because they yeah. really do, they they really do go into his backstory in that, and I kind of like oh okay, makes sense. So, Again, you know, I you... yeah, cause reptiles seem to be one of the characters they seem to change the look for the most in most of the games. Yeah, they can't. I I like Reptile when he's a monster, when he's a reptilian yeah. monster. I don't like. I never liked him being just a normal dude. I thought that was kind of lame. Oh yeah, with um, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Palette swaps. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Palette swaps back in the day. Have you read the comics though? Because read... no, I haven't unfortunately. But I've heard good oh, things about them. Really, they're really good. Really good. Good it's been stuff. published by DC, isn't it? Yeah, it's digital only, though, so I don't know if you can... Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to have to look on the website, then. 
they they will like um release like I think the first volume of the, of the um of the book in trade with the collector's edition though I think right is that right something like that yeah they they did that, that with the um He Man stuff Injustice. I believe and they did yeah Injustice so. Injustice He Man is another one they did. So yeah, um, and also speaking of the collector's edition, uh, typical collector's edition, not, nothing really special about it. I mean, like Scorpion statue. I mean, Scorpion statue looks really nice though, but can't really see myself forking over all that money for that, to be quite honest. Because I'm not usually that kind of guy who buys collector's editions. Yeah. You know, it's just one of these things. That you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. Some people do. I personally, I don't either. The statue, okay, yeah, it does look kind of cool, but still, at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to pay extra money for that stuff. You know, unless you're also, yeah. Hard time. I, mean, hey. I mean, here's the thing. I know everyone's freaking out about Goro, but look, here's the thing. Just wait fucking six months or a month or two, and he'll he'll be released as DLC on PlayStation Network. Yeah, pretty much. But that's that's usually that's 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 usually how how these things go. Yeah. Because uh, cause again, they they introduce a character like pre-order only, and they're like, yeah, pre-order my ass. He's gonna be available like six months from now, or at least a month or two from now. So don't 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 yeah. get worried about you not having to play with Goro because he's gonna be available soon. Eventually. I, I, but I just, I, I do think it is kind of bullshit that again we have to do a oh, pre-order and you get this pre-order and you get that. Just don't fucking pre-order. You're gonna, you're gonna get screwed over either way if you pre-order. <laughs> Wait till the fucking game comes out and make sure, you know, because chances are they will release a, what was it, day one patch usually. So you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because everything... but, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this, I, but I'm kind of wondering who do you think we're going to see next, though. Um, that is a good question. Um, out of the old characters, um, I think um, we might um, get like so we've seen Gorgo, we've seen a lot of others, and everything like that. I'm curious to see if we're going to see. Um, has Luke Kang been announced yet? Um, he has not. He has not appeared in the comics, though. He hasn't appeared in the comics. He hasn't been mentioned. So, I'm kind of curious to see if he's going to be in the game, or at least he hang around somewhere. You know, he's probably going to be in there some somewhere. Yeah. Because again, it's yeah. Luke Kang, and he's one yeah. of the biggest characters. So, I'm curious to see when they announce him. Um, is Shao Kong going to be the main bad guy again, or is it going to be a new? Is, no, he's guy. It follows yeah. the, the continuity from the last game because the last game yeah. he died. At the end. Well, that's what I mean. It's just with Shao Kahn, he was killed. Was it like wasn't he killed in like MK two and then he came back in MK three? Well, they rebooted it. Please stick to your fucking new continuity, okay? <laughs> yeah, could look like it's going to be Quan Chi and um, who was the main guy in Mortal Kombat four? Uh, Shinnok. Yeah. And, you know, you're probably going to see Shinnok. He's probably going to be the main bad guy. And um like to see Noob Saibot come back because he was a fun character to play as in the last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Noob Saibot. Yeah. Yeah, Noob Saibot. Yeah, I'm going to be in it. Cyrex as well. Yeah, what what was Cyrex and Sector? Those were real fun characters to play as. Yeah. Cabal? Is that number one? comes to mind Cabal say Striker Striker was a fun character to play as <laughs> I'm trying to remember who else was on the list um Sanction is that Sanction be mentioned no he has not no that's what I mean it's just like the the, the usual suspects are not there you know who they should have in the game what was his name Kenshi the blind swordsman. Oh yeah, because he plays a big part in the comics, and it'd be a fucking stupid thing to to do to not put him in there. 
I think Kenji probably might. I think he will probably turn up. He will be on that list in the first arc of the story. Yeah, yeah, I I can see him turning up because doesn't he have like a a link with um, Ermac in some sort of way? No, um, really don't want to spoil this because it's really good. Because you need to read the yeah. comics because. They how they work him into the story is really good. Yeah, well, again, it's yeah, the cool Ermac is this. Well, the whole point of Joe Mac, he originally was a joke character. That was the whole point. Like he was like a programming thing that came up within what was it, the game? Yeah, ID code or something like that. And people thought it was a playable character, but it. And then someone made a joke on in a magazine, it blew out of proportion, and then um, it was a hoax all along. And then, uh, which game was it? Did he first appear in? Um, I think MK3 Gold. Yeah, in. and they finally put him in, in the game, and and yeah, he basically just sort of became his own thing. Like, Ermac came this like most normal urban legend, normal combat history, and then he became a full fledged character later on down the line. <laughs> Interesting. And then he turned up in normal combat um, annihilation for like two annihilation and. Yeah, he pretty much got his ass handed to him. Oh, God, don't talk about that movie. <laughs> well, it could be worse. You could be Rain in that film. Oh, my God, I forgot Who he was Khan basically just got his hammer out and basically just, just dropped the hammer on you and killed you. Oh, yeah, they should bring back Rain and make him an actual fucking character instead of just a bullshit DLC crap that they yeah. did with MK9. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see where they're going to go with this because, um, again, because they got the daughter, was it? They got like a, the daughter of Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade in this, so, and apparently she's going to be a fighter, so, you know, how is that going to work? Mm. And how many years yeah. in the future has this, this taken place, you know, because it's like a daughter? That's because in the comics it really doesn't say, but it seems like time has passed with some yeah. of these characters. Yeah, it's obvious that these two characters, you know, survived. Like, like in the end, of the last game, probably they survived. And and the thing is that, um, again, Sub Zero, um, essentially, you know, died. Um, essentially, died, and um, and he's back. And there's a load of other characters as well. Like you've all. Well, Katana's back as well because you remember, like, she was one of the people who yeah. got controlled. Quan Chi, but she's back now, and I, I want to know how those characters escaped Quan Chi, though. I'm kind of yeah, escape for the never. Yeah, because that's 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 what what been wondering me. I'm curious about that. And also, is this going to be the game when it sort of repeats history with Scorpion finding out Quan Chi killed is the one that's responsible for killing his whole clan? Yeah. Or is is that going to be retold differently? I, I don't know, and I hope they don't fuck up Scorpion, because Scorpion in the comics, like, from what I've read, the first arc is probably one of the... This is probably my fir- my favorite interpretation of the character, because I don't want to get into why, because I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really good. It's fu- The fucking comics right now are really, really good, and they kind of help ease the pain of the bullshit ending uh, the the bullshit way the story plan played out in 9 cuz i will say right now that the that whole Sindel scene where she kills everyone is just bullshit it's one of the biggest piles of shit i have ever had to sit through and watch yeah it just you know it just it was just sad that just before a twist you know yeah it was bullshit oh god yeah knifewolf that's another one yeah. <laughs> Again, they killed a load of these characters, you know? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, they escaped. Okay, how? <laughs> yeah. This way, I'm curious oh. to see if they're going to explain it in the comic, or is it going to be explained in the game? Well, they do rep... <sighs> Shit, I can't... See, I really can't get into detail about this because I really don't want to spoil the comics for people who haven't read it because the comics are really, really good and you have to experience them for yourself. Yeah. Because that would mean, because um, I'm guessing there's going to be some retconning going on considering that, you know, 
there's a lot of stuff happening. Also, it being said that the end of the previous game and now eventually it transpires for 25 years in the future now. Yeah, because Kung, Kung Lao is probably the only one who seems to have aged properly. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, apparently there's uh, been a transformation of 25 years in the future, placing emphasis on the age of veterans and new characters and the next generation offspring and the previous fighters and, stuff, and so on, etc. You know, I like the design choice that they went with this because it made it look different from the previous games that we've seen. Yeah, and it seemed what they learned from the previous Mortal Kombat game and the injustice and injustice, and they seemed to learn what from they learned from that and try to make this game and make it even better. You know, I'm just hyped for this. I think this is like the most. This and Arkham Knight are the like the two my two biggest hype games for 2015. To be quite honest. Yeah, because I mean, I really love Mortal Kombat. I, I'm one of the huge, I'm a big, big Mortal Kombat fan. I love it to death. I think it's, it's, it's. I know it has its problems. I, I mean, nine was okay. I, 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 you know, wasn't the best in the series, but it was a good return to form. And I always said after the after that finished, I've said, you know, they're on the right track. Just give them a couple of years and they're going to get it right. And it looks like they're doing that with X. Because X seems to be the, the direction I want them to go in, which is... Well, the, the thing was with 9 that they had a lot they needed to address. That was the problem. After Armageddon, there was a lot that needed to be addressed, you know? Yeah. And it was never wrapped up. It was never explained. And I give them credit for that, not to, like, you know completely reboot it in the sense, you know, in like basically going back to the original games and just starting from there and never explaining what happened. You know? Yeah. At least they actually have the balls to go back and be like, okay, we have to address this. We have to explain why. Yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of, it is kind of bullshit that, again, spoiler alert if you haven't played nine, but it's like fucking a three-year-old game, so, you know, whatever. Um, it's implied in the in the opening cutscene that the entire vision of Armageddon and the games that came before it was just a vision that Raiden had, and that the events of Nine were the actual events of the of the um of the game. Well, the way I I saw it was that um, the way I perceived it is basically everything happened up to that point, you know. Oh, oh no 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 because cause, uh Raiden's dying breath he he sent a message to his past self and yeah. then that's what caused the you know the reboot okay. yeah I I don't mind that like I don't mind that they went that route you know at least they are trying to fix it you know because let's be honest Armageddon was the big you know big end all it will be It was supposed to be the big end, be all end all, the final game in the series and whatnot. And it wasn't. Yeah. You know it wasn't. Yeah, it just you know it. Yeah, we're gonna have every Mortal Kombat character ever. Okay, are you gonna make them different? No. <laughs> They're all just fucking palette swaps. <laughs> God. God damn, that fucking game pissed me off. That game was awful. Yeah. I mean, no fatalities. Every character was the same. But, oh, you get stage fatalities. Okay, cool. Gimmicks. Because that's what this fucking game needed. Gimmicks. And I, I always hated the weapon system in that fucking game, where it's like, oh, no, no, no. See, each character has a different weapon fighting style. What's the point? What is the fucking point? It's like, oh, Sector ha Sector's a fucking robot. He does not need two swords, okay? He doesn't. Fucking robot. Shoot fucking... He can shoot missiles out of his chest and he needs two laser swords. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Some of the design choices in that game just really fucking pissed me off. Yeah. That's the way the cookie crumbles. And then there was the story mode where this was, where it's like, oh, 
oh, hey, cool story mode. Do I get to know about what's going on with these characters and how they got to Armageddon? Nope. <laughs> you follow some random asshole who you'd never see in the fucking game ever again. Oh, yeah, him and his brother and all this stuff, yeah. That's like, never explained. Why do I give a shit about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, by that point, Liu Kang was a zombie, remember? Oh, God, that was god-awful. That, 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 that's the reason That's the reason why? That was the reason why Liu Kang wasn't there to stop all this shit from happening? Because he got <laughs> killed by Sanction and Quan Chi? Oh, yeah, and I remember he was, Raiden, Raiden turned evil at that point, didn't he? Well, he blew, him, he blew himself up along with Quan Chi and Sang Shun to try to stop the Dragon King, and that failed miserably. Then he came back as evil. Quan Chi and Sang Shun yeah. were dead. Um, this is the annoying thing. This is the weird thing about Deception. Deception was one of the games that had some of the, some of the most elite characters from the series were not in. But my God, it was, that was a good game. Oh, I love Deception. Deception was perfect. I think that was just the best fucking Mortal Kombat game we've had in years. But if you look at the character far. roster, it's not that, like, the most recognizable faces. A lot of the main faces got killed off in the previous game, in Deadly Alliance. Yeah, but the gameplay, Jesus yeah. Christ, it was awesome. Yeah, it was good. And I think it has my favorite... I, I love... I always loved Elder Sub-Zero. I love that design so much. Yeah. Fucking love that design. I don't know why. I love Elder Sub-Zero. I love Frost. Frost is one of my favorite characters. I wish they would bring her back in some way or another. You know, better than fucking Cobra. Cobra's, I think, the, the worst character that they came up with. <laughs> It was like, hey, it's Ken from Street Fighter. No, it's not. It's Cobra. Okay, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> Cobra. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. It's a weird... I mean, I love Mortal Kombat and all, but it's a... Well, but when it got dumb, it got really dumb. <laughs> yeah, I never really understood that. It's like Zombie Liu Kang, uh, fucking Evil Raiden... Everyone dying in the end, and then get, getting rebooted, and then everyone dying again by Sindel. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, because they never really explain. Well, it's kind of explained, apparently, when they kill the Dragon King. Um, well, Scorpion killed the Dragon King, alleged, um, within the storyline continuity, or defeat the Dragon King. All the souls he, quote-unquote, killed were released. Hmm... <sighs> That's what's within the storyline context, you know? Yeah, because after Armageddon, you're kind of like, yeah, you kind of need to reboot the series. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember who, who wasn't in... Um... I'm seriously, I'm trying to remember who was not in Normal Combat Deception. I think Jax wasn't even in Normal Combat Deception. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna look the, the roster up on the Mortal Kombat wiki. Yeah, hang on, I actually, okay, I've got it up here. Um, okay, yeah, here we go. The recurring, the returning characters were Baraka, Bonitro, Ermac, Goro, Jade, um, Cabal, um, Kenshi, the, um, Blind Swordsman, who was saved by Sub-Zero, um, Ling Mei, Liu Kang, the zombie version, uh, Mei Ling, uh, Mei Ling slash Katana's evil clone, um, Nightwolf, New Cybot, well, that in that game it's New Cybot and Smoke. Oh, Noob Blind. Smoke, that was, that was dumb. Yeah, um, Scorpion, Shao Kahn, only on the GameCube and PSP version, I might, might add on that. Um, Sub-Zero and a few others those, those were the return characters and then you had a bunch of new characters as well it's, it's like, like I mean Jax wasn't there Sony wasn't there Johnny Cage wasn't there um, then you didn't have the original Raiden you had like an evil version of Raiden you had the zombie Liu Kang um, oh god I remember Havoc Havoc was a badass yeah. Quan Chi and Shang Tsung were not in the game this is the weird thing about this game though it's that um Again, Shao Kahn and Guru were only playable in 
Goro. We only played on the GameCube version. But um, the weird thing about it is that um, some of the fighters from the previous games, like I mentioned, like um, Johnny Cage, Sonya, and the original Raiden, are in the game. But you can only fight them if you attack them, and you cannot unlock them as playable characters in the game. Yeah, that was kind of a weird design decision. Yeah, Sang Sang Shung was in the game, and you know it went on and on, you know. I don't know. I'm point is I'm hyped for X. I think it's going to be awesome, and I'm, and I'm going to wait to see more announcements. Hoping, I'm hoping Noop is in the game because I really liked him in uh, Nine. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to bring back Smoke because Smoke is another good character. I, I mean, again, like as much as I don't like the story in Nine, I do think it has the best roster out of all the games. Yeah. Because it has all the core characters you want to be in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to go the same route with this one, like they did with Nine, because again, it's the this is the first time they're going to be on next gen. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to bring back all the characters, or if they're going to how many characters did they say they're going to have in this one? Um, I think it has that has not been confirmed off the top of my head. Um, so at the moment they got um. I think there's about 14 characters so far that have been announced. Because I want to see a fucking Mortal Kombat game that has like 40 characters in it. Yeah. That's true. It'd be interesting. Um, so, so far the characters we got are Cassie Cage, Devora, Ermac, Farah and Tor, Goro, Kano, Kitana, Kotel Khan, Kung Lao, Quan Chi, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Those are our cast so far. So, so far we got like 13 characters. Oh, yeah. 14 counting Ermac. No, yeah, 13. 13 characters. So you never know. <laughs> so yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up our Mortal Kombat talk. So is there anything else you want to talk about before we end this? No, I, I think I'm fine, to be honest. I, I think that's um, everything I wanted to say. So yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye.